everyone, and welcome to another episode of Relative Pitch. I'm Michael Brown, joined by my co-hosts, Lauren Green and Anthony Morris. Today is our last episode of the season. <sighs> what a season it has been. Let me tell y'all, with school, work, practicing, and this, we've been booked and busy. The definition of booked and busy. <laughs> but I'm going to pass it off to my lovely co-host to tell you how their season went. I mean, first of all, I just think it's wild that we were able to not only start, but like continue a podcast during not only a pandemic, but while me and Michael started graduate school and Anthony started a whole job. Okay. Adult. That's a little, like, I think about that a little bit and I go, how in the world did we, were we able to do something like that? You know what Call I mean? It. It's maybe coffee yeah absolutely a little bit of sleep deprivation not that we would ever recommend that to anyone but it did happen just a little bit and then anthony's favorite word libations <laughs> libations i definitely have taken upon myself to create some very unique libations um yeah <laughs> that that's really it and like uh, in in but it's all been out of like a health, from a healthy point, okay? It's nothing, it's not like, you know, we out here down in a bottle or anything, but. You, can't, you cannot be, you know, doing all the things that you do with, you know, having something always right. in your hand, you know what I mean? Right, so, but it's been a great thing for, I'm just so proud of us three for starting this and really, you know, keep going with it. Some of the conversations we've had, um, with our guests and with ourselves, um, I think we've learned a lot of things from this experience. And who would have ever thought from our two hour long conversations through COVID would turn into something of this caliber? I mean, people are like, oh my gosh, your podcast, I love listening to y'all, I love this, I love that. I don't think either of us two years ago when we were, in, when we were undergrad, we would have thought this is what we'll be doing. But Absolutely not. Not even a year ago. Right. Not even a year ago. We would have been like, what? What is going yeah. on? <laughs> a podcast? What is that? I don't know what that podcast, is. Here's the thing. A me podcast? No, 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 no. <laughs> I just love how we have kind of just kept the wheel going. And we're going to keep the wheel going. And hopefully in the future, we'll have more and more and more success. Yeah. Speaking of success, let's talk about Titus Underwood's appointment at CCM. I'm going to say for the people in the back, way back there, his appointment at CCM. I couldn't think about anyone more deserving for such a position like that. Titus Underwood, I mean, he he should have he been at everyone's kind of radar for a while, but especially, I don't know, I feel like, you know, he's getting a lot of the recognition that he absolutely deserves. Um, and it's amazing to see, you know, people who look like, you know, like me and Anthony out in the field be more represented. And, it, you know, you still look at statistics about how many African-Americans there are in major orchestras around the country. It's still like, what is it? Maybe two, 3%. I think I just read a study on the League of American Orchestras or whatever. Um, it's still sad. It, what, whatever the percentage is, it is very sad. And that number, it doesn't reflect the level of playing of African-Americans. It reflects the poor system that is still in place that withholds a lot of these people 
to get into those fields. And it's still an ongoing conversation. It's something that, you know, we even talked about what Titus mentioned um, in that one interview that was posted on Classic. Was it, was it Classically? It was one of those, uh, the Facebook uh, sites mm-hmm. that, you know, or groups, but it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's still an ongoing conversation. You know, we're still seeing them, but it should be, we should be getting to the point where there are numerous <laughs> Tituses who yeah. are in the field, you know, because that's, we have them, you know, it's like that great, what Robin even mentioned, like whenever Lizzo said, I want a full black female orchestra. And they were like, the Grammys were like, that's, is that a thing? Can you get yes, black it is a thing. females? Like, yeah, you just don't see, that's a problem. <laughs> So you didn't know that that was a thing to start off with. And so again, it's pulling that rug up. It's showing um, all these organizations who that is their, you know, that's our whole mission is to highlight and bring more of our people into these fields. Like it's showing that we're here, you know, we are here. Um, And it's just, it's beautiful to see he'll be joining Damari McGill, who's there. I know there are maybe another, um, a few other professors there, but it's just great to see like these people getting what they deserve absolutely Mm -hmm. probably deserved a hot minute ago if you really think about it but shout out to Mr. Underwood yes um also for people who are not in the music scene CCM is the Cincinnati Cincinnati Conservatory of Music um which in the music world working or attending a conservatory um is actually like a very very big thing um based on they have it's very like one of those very upper echelon or that's the kind of uh i guess kind of title it is kind of yeah especially in the u.s because in uh the western europe there was many conservatories and that's where the old people you know they went and got their you know music classical training so conservatories have that kind of you know we're here this is like where the best of the best will be um, and so for uh, Mr. Underwood's uh, title being there is such a big thing as not only uh, as a oboist, but as a black oboist as well, because- And uh, a black musician in, in general, because number one, conservatories, yes, they still have to deal with uh, racism um, and everything of that sort. So the fact that he is there, and, he, and I'm no, I know for a fact he is going to make some changes to now open the door for more people who look like me, who look like Lauren, um, and, and any kind of uh, BIPOC musician to really be in there and to finally take reins where we deserve to be. So yeah. major congratulations to him. Yeah, absolutely. Pulling these people and and the putting you know ourselves in those positions allows others who are younger than us to see us and go, oh, that's someone they're doing what I wanted, you know, and that's exactly what you want to happen. It inspires the next generation, so we want that to happen. We want it to happen. Um, so I'm super excited to see all the, the collaboration. I'm sure that's going to happen with him at CCM and all the amazing things that he's going to do while he's there on staff. Um, and so that's been a wonderful thing. You know, we, this country seems like we're getting back to a point where, you know, more places are opening up more kind of in the South. It's already been open for like since the pandemic. But anyway, like <laughs> overall, it seems like, you know, places are now <laughs> more comfortable. <laughs> Okay, this is so random, but it's on topic. Um, 
I literally was on YouTube as I do. People who know me know I'm always on YouTube. And I was watching a vlog and this girl, I forget what city, but it wasn't in the South. And like they went to dinner or like to Waffle House and was like, we're not doing in-person seating. And they went to another place and was like, the dining room isn't open. I've been in the South. Every freaking dining room is open, okay? Every dining room. Full. It is Waffle House. Full even. Longer waiting times. Okay. Olive Garden. I tried to get Olive Garden delivered. It told me I had to like... Go ahead and register for a seven o'clock. Mind you, it was four fifty, and it was like we cannot serve you until seven o'clock. There's a lot of places and people who believe it don't exist, or they act like it don't exist, and that leads into um, this whole thing. Is like, yes, vaccinations are coming out. It is your duty to go get a vaccination so we can get back to normal life as soon as possible. These two have already gotten theirs. I'm already scheduled for mine now that I, I can be in Georgia and wait in Georgia and not have to go back up to Michigan. So I, we're all doing our part. Another part of that is you still have to wear your mask. Mm. That's a part Everybody, of body. Still wear your mask. Even if the mask mandates are lifted, don't be like, oh, is so, if someone tells you to jump off a bridge, you gonna do it? <laughs> I might do it with a bungee cord, but I'm going to be safe. That's a mask for the disease. Mm-hmm. It's your bungee cord. Now you don't fall. The main thing is like, if you still, for me, like I'm like, yeah, certain situations, just being around other people, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to still keep that mask on. Like I know for myself, I have my vaccination. So the likelihood of me getting it is a lot lower. That's why we get the vaccines. But also there's still the chances of being able to get it. So for me, it's the, the just making sure when I'm out in public in really compacted spaces, I'm going to still wear mine. Now, you know, the CDC has now said, if you're outside, you're away from everyone, it is very okay for you to, when you're you know vaccinated, you can have your mask off. That is completely fine. That's, it makes me comfortable to be outside, breathing open air away from people. And you know what, we can't, we can't tell you what to do with your bodies. You know, if you are a person who you're just like, I don't really believe it does anything. You know, I, I, I challenge you to not think about yourself when you're thinking about these things, but think about the other people who you could affect by not doing what you're supposed to do, which we have already seen what happens when restrictions are lifted too early, when people don't care, cases are still going up. Don't forget that. You know, it's about thinking about the other pre- people who are affected by little things that we do. And, you know, w- one is 10, is 100, is 1,000, is a million. You have to think about that. Like we are, we, what we do impacts like more people. I was just talking to someone who they said they had a group of friends who they went all the way through quarantine together. No one got it, right? Perfectly fine. One of the friends went to see another friend outside of their pod group who they thought would have been safe. That person they went and saw outside of the pod group was not being safe, turns out. That person who saw the person outside of the pod group then comes back with COVID, gives it to everybody in the pod. And guess what they do? They go home, they take it to all their family members. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. Just that one, one little meeting. Oh, we're just going to go grab coffee somewhere. That's it. <laughs> That's all it takes. I, you know? I'll say a little story. I got um, one of my friends got called to play a gig at a funeral. That's it's a sad occasion. Um, 
the qualify the, the 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 gig was to play just like this i think uh some hymns or whatever and he was asking about the protocols and they're like you know i think she died of covid but we ain't gonna do all that mask stuff or anything so you know just just come and play you ain't gotta wear a mask if you don't want to and all this stuff and i was like I was like hmm and i was like you better wear that you better triple layer that mask and i was like if i if i had to take that gig i would be extremely far away because trumpet can't project praise jesus we got a bell and um i'll be wearing some masks i know there's some churches i like told what i was coming down to georgia for the summer i was like hey i'm back in town i'll come and play all this other stuff they're like do you have a bell covering like it's some people take this stuff seriously, which I appreciate. I hate I hate playing with a bell cover and a mask, but I will do it if it means the safety of others and if it makes them feel more safe. That's the thing we want to make. We want to put out into the world what we want to give back, and it, we we put out good vibes and feeling safe. Then always be mindful of the people around you. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, you know, the, these crazy people who, you know, choose to politicize, you know, situations like Tucker Carlson. Um, yeah. Don't, I, I don't think my first instinct seeing a child wearing a mask would be to call, call child protective services because that's insane. That's just insane. Um, parents, first of all, mind your business is what I want to say. You don't know what that kid's immune system could be, what the, the family members of that child. Imagine a child is wearing that mask because they have a sibling with a compromised immune system that if they give it to them, there is a 75% chance that, that child could die. If I repair it, yeah, my kid's going to be wearing a mask. Like that's, it's just completely insane how people have turned this situation into something that's about politics. It's about science, it's health, it's safety, it's humanity. That's it, period. So it's just, you know, thankfully, I hope that most of Americans are smart enough to understand that wearing a mask is way more than just me being like, oh, this is, it's, because some people are like, oh, it's a muzzle. It's, that, it's politics. It's all it is. No, you're stupid. No, you, you're, this, this is you. You have one layer to yourself. I'm, this is me. I am a, what is a beefy seven layer burrito, Taco Bell. Okay. I have layers. So do not think that you see me wearing a mask and you're just going to categorize me into one thing. You never know what is going on in someone else's life and who they are protecting by wearing their mask. All I'm going to say is, <clears throat> you come near my child. Ooh. That, that's a mind. <laughs> just know that. Because number one, um, what I choose to do with my child is my is my business my child emphasis on my child okay you can do whatever you want to do with your children and if your children is unsafe then my child will not be with your children i guess that is your right to do over there Stay mm-hmm. over. You don't bring it to me and if you think if you walk up to my child and call child protective services and this and that oh yeah just know you might not be leaving this area just <laughs> know over. that it's okay. Um, so, I mean, but this making it a political statement. First of all, I'm just like, you must not have anything else to do at your job besides make an issue that is purely about human survival. You have nothing else to talk about. 
Okay. Woo 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 woo. We know why that that uh, channel's woo-woo. going. Those ratings are going just down, 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 down. It's just becoming less. It's just becoming less relevant to what's really going on in the world. It's just become a whole just slew of random, not nothing backed up, nothing real. It's just all crazy opinions that really don't matter in the slightest. But you know what? <laughs> Bless you. Have a good day. Don't come to me. We're done. But um, anyway, so it's just nice to, you know, be getting back to that point. Like here in New Mexico, our movie theaters are open and I'm going to see a movie that to like tonight. That's insane. I haven't seen a movie in like over a year. I don't even know the last movie I saw, but just the idea of being in a theater and like it's super social distance, which is amazing. But they're like, you have to wear your mask, you know, all these things. But it's just this feeling of like returning to normalcy that I'm just like, like maybe maybe you know with time over the you know over the summer hopefully things will get a little bit better too and then hopefully in the fall with classes and everything there it's already looking hopeful that we can play without our mask if we're like you know vaccinated and everything so we'll see i'm optimistic lauren do you want to pay twenty dollars for a popcorn twenty dollars for a I, I missed that popcorn. I missed yeah. that expensive yeah. popcorn. And also, movie theater popcorn be some of the best popcorn. Max. Max. Nothing beats, uh, oh, and the nachos with the jalapeno. Now, now that, that might get me there, but that just, just the regular old popcorn. I don't love that popcorn. Whenever I go to the movie theater, just know that my ticket's going to be at least a good $80 because I'm getting a popcorn, large, buttered. I'm getting Butter. those with uh, good old jalapenos. I'm gonna get me some Mike and Ike's. I'm gonna get me some Skittles. I'm gonna get some Raisinets, a large Sprite. See, um, you bring everything else but the popcorn and the nachos in with you. And then it just turns from 80 to like $30. But see, here's the thing. I haven't been to a movie theater since Avengers, uh, the, last, the last Avengers. Do you know how long ago that was? That was like even before here for I don't really like going to movies. I think the last one I went to was Endgame, which me and Lauren like ran out. We like walked out of because I was upset. I was mad. And then we like ran back in there. We're just like booking it because they had something at the I don't know. They always do in yeah, they always do in only deserve to die. But anyways, um, he did not. And on a better note, now Anthony cannot rebuttal. We have some great things coming up with our podcast including the summer spotlight series he said i can't rebuttal the he really just tried to cut me off okay wait wait no no that's that's pitch perfect cut off no 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 you know what our audience members knows never to cut me off okay but now like i was saying um so we have this new thing called the Summer Spotlight <laughs> that we're going to have for this summer. And I think all of you are going to like it. So I'm going to hand it to... Ooh. Ooh. And now we being petty today. I, I was about to do the real first thing. I was about to say, I'm giving it to my lovely co-host, Michael, and he's going to explain it a little bit more for you. I will be Michael. Well, thank you, thank Anthony. You. And also, just if you're watching this on YouTube, you just got a little insight to what our group chats look like because when we when we be petted we just turn off our camera messy and it's actually amazing but the summer spotlight series so i had this wild idea one day 
um, about featuring young artists, young artists that have um, gotten like chosen for a DMA candidates or prize positions, earned new faculty positions, uh, composing great music, singing amazing. And we're going to have guests like Viet Quang, Shiree Shire Williams, Jasmine Habersham, Rebecca Daniels, Hannah Rudy, and Emily Ang. Did I pronounce that right? I believe so. We can ask her when she's here. I was like, I was like, say, go reading skills. I'm learning slowly but surely. But we just wanted to shine a spotlight on the young people making it in our field for people who are in college and in high school show that you can do it as long as you put in the work. And that is our message at like the end of the day every time is like, you don't have to be 57 years old to finally make it onto a college faculty. You don't have to be 57 years old to finally make it into a symphony orchestra. If you work hard and you do everything you're supposed to and be disciplined, you can make it as early as you want to make it. And I think the main thing that the, 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 what I'm, what our audience members should and will get out of the summer spotlight series is that the way that the music field is going is we're pushing it to the youth, which technically, you know, that's us. That's, that's where the place is because guess what? The youth is our future. And so in order to keep these organizations like orchestras around, we have to have young people in the ranks of it. And we have to have people who want young people in the concerts who are actually partaking in classical music, who want to continue it because that's how it's going to survive, you know? And so I think highlighting these amazing young professional musicians shows, okay, they are, they are out there and we should, you know, continue to showcase them so that other people are able to see and go, wow, they're super young and they're able to be in that position already. That's can be something that I can do. And so I'm excited to, you know, we're going to have some people back, hopefully who we've had on before, some new faces to talk to and highlight. And I think it'll just be a, a good time. Yeah. And I, even these people for me, um, are very inspirational just to see some of their journeys. Um, some of them I know uh, since I was like in middle school, one of them I kind of knew in elementary school. So to see um, some of these people just kind of blossom and they're, and they're in these spots that I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. How did you get there? So it's always been like a question. So uh, I'm so glad that it is now becoming somewhere more of a younger scene because I know growing up for for majority of us, all we saw was old white people in these positions. Fact. That's it. So it is very, um, very nice to see a diverse group of young people now in these positions and doing fantastic at it. So I can't wait for it to happen. In fact, our second season is going to be fire, and it is going to be y'all. going to be amazing because of y'all. And I want you to reach out with every possible, every possible topic, any possible guest. Like I, we will go to the ends of the. We had to search the twentieth page of a Google website to find someone's email. Trust us. Like we will find whatever guest you want. We will find talk about any book that is under a hundred pages. 
we will talk about uh <laughs> hundred pages. So some of us can read well. So I don't. So hundred and less if you want me to talk about it or not. I'll just do this while during the episode. You know, I can't wait until mm. you can't wait till I have to write a hundred pages because that ain't happening. No, I it's can't wait. Sixty-seven pages of music, <laughs> like little examples, and then twenty-five pages of words. I'm I'm so looking forward to a possible dissertation from you. I just I can't. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. Ooh, yeah. But I mean, I'm excited for season two. I think we have grown from what we used to be as a podcast and what we initially thought how we were gonna do things, and we've kind of transformed. And I think we've transformed more into what we like who we actually are. And I'm proud of us for that because it took some time, you know, it's a whole new thing. I think that was new to us. None of us are, have been doing, you know, podcasts or radio, anything for 10 plus years. And so I'm just excited to see where season two takes us and the people that we're going to have join us on the journey. And so, yeah, I'm very excited for, to see just what comes out of this next season the possibilities of projects as well coming up, you know, um, conferences have been kind of like not a thing for the past year besides online but I mean that's not why people do conferences you go to conferences to see people you haven't seen in a while and to you know uh go to all the booths and all the presentations and all the things and so it's so great to know that we're getting to a point where we're able to do live conferences again and hopefully maybe crossing our fingers we will be able to present at one or two conferences in the next year or so so you know look out for us you know out actually in the world now now that we're going to be a little bit more done with this online stuff very soon so that'll be a really fun thing to kind of branch out into live settings with it i really hope uh, because i think it'd be great i'm so glad that things are opening up because one thing that i have missed so much last from last year there was no Midwest. Midwest. Yay. Like for, for us, Midwest was like that one thing we always look forward to. December, being in Chicago, doing like all the pretty lights and the weather, the food, also seeing great performances, uh, great sessions, getting to see people we normally won't see on a daily basis because they might were from Georgia, but they might be from like California or Texas. So it is just so good to... I'll be back. So as of right now, we're all going to be at Midwest. So please, 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 if you see us walking down uh, down the way, come up and say hello, because we'll love to just talk with you. Look, maybe have a whole interview right at Midwest. Who knows? So we can do Who that. Who knows? Now, I think, I think we talked about everything for our wrap up and tell all. I have a last little question for my co-host. What is the one summer activity you cannot wait to start? Ooh, summer activity. When you say summer activity. Anything you like to do during the summer that you don't do during the school year. Travel. Cruises. Vacation. Cruises. Oh, I cruise. can't wait to just chill. Cruises. And relax. Anything that gets me away from the like the idea of school. Not that I don't like school. I do love education, but I need about three months during the summer where I can almost do a cruise and just turn off. Anthony, 
we heard a cruise. Great. I just want everybody to know. So if y'all ever want to send me anything, I'll take the little Carnival gift cards. You can go to your local Kroger, Walmart. They have the little Carnival gift cards. I would love to receive. You could donate it to Relative Pitch and we can take a trip and do an do a trip review. Relative Pitch oh, does. Let's get into the gig of a cruise review. Oh my gosh. Because they have live music on cruises. Yeah. Do and I know some of the entertainment staff. Yeah. And you can meet some interesting people. Who knows? After this past year, I've seen some nothing, literally nothing go into something. So who knows what what knows? will be a, a year from now? <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited, honestly. But I mean, I am just so happy. Thank I'm and thankful. Uh, to all the people who have supported us on this journey from just people who have tuned in people who have you know given us suggestions and topic you know ideas and you know for tuning in on the book club series all of our normal episodes all of our guest interviews like truly you know we are here to connect with you guys and it's very it's more rewarding when it you know we can tell people oh my gosh like that episode like i really you know enjoyed that guest and that's all we have them we love we love talking to people and getting people to join us and have these conversations because they're important conversations, you know? Um, and so we just really hope that you guys are enjoying it and that you will continue to come with, on this journey with us, bring a friend for season two. You know, uh, we absolutely love the idea of anyone just going around saying, Hey, check out this podcast. These three, three kids, they, you know, they're crazy, but sometimes they talk about really cool things. <laughs> It's true, but uh, it's very true. But, you know, just keep up with us throughout the summer with this new series. You know, let us know any suggestions you have for season two. And we're excited to uh, to go on the next step of this journey. All righty. Well, so good. So good. So good. Having this last little episode. And please remember Summer Spotlight Series is coming to a location near you. So please be ready for that, okay? But we want to thank y'all from the bottom of our hearts for listening. And we'll see you soon. Bye. All right. Bye, guys.